Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today morning video update. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 17th of June and as usual with all the information contained in this video presentation it is general advice only so please do your own financial research, contact your own financial advisor and remember it is just general advice only. All right, well, we had an interesting evening, I guess, in the US markets last night with the Federal Reserve coming out of their two-day meeting and definitely more hawkish on interest rates. Those dot points were pushed higher and we are going to see interest rate rises uh, somewhat earlier than maybe some had anticipated. So we are seeing the Fed already preparing the ground for that taper that many have talked about. And as a result, we have seen the US markets take a little bit of a, I wouldn't say tumble, but certainly a little bit of a pullback from its record highs. Dow Jones, especially under pressure last night, down 266 points, 34,034, down 0.77%. The NASDAQ down 33 points, 0.24% at 14,040. And the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, as we say, down 0.54% or 23 points to 4,224. That VIX index, as you would expect, given some increased volatility, poking its head up a little bit, up 6.64% to 18.15. As a result, we did see the S&P 200 SPY futures rising 6 points or 0.08%. 7394. So it'll be interesting to see whether that is actually uh, where we start the day, given the weakness on Wall Street and the Federal Reserve's hawkish tone. Although we did see commodity prices slightly better in the US and UK time zone. We saw Brent crude up half a percent, 40 cents, 74.39, and WTI running out of a little bit of momentum, only up three cents to 72.15, uh, 0.04%. Gold up five bucks, 0.27%, 18.61 spot four zero. But iron ore took a big tumble last night, down nearly 4%, down $8.70 to $213.65. And that Aussie dollar actually looking as if it could go through 76 at the moment with the strength of the US dollar really hurting the Aussie at the moment. Of course, the strength in the US dollar is predicated on the fact that we would see interest rates sooner rather than later in the US. So that is certainly hurting the market here. In terms of other commodities, we've got copper up 1.4%, nickel down 0.4%, aluminium down up 0.6%, we've got zinc down 0.1%, lead up nearly 1%, and tin down 0.4% to kick off the day's trade. Here you can see the S&P 500 took a bit of a dive and there you can see the dive at two o'clock when we had the FOMC meeting uh, coming to an end and Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell fronting the press and of course those dot, pot, dot plots moving and uh, a little bit of more of a hawkish tone there to the Fed. Up till then it was meandering around but that was clearly a bit of a shock. It did pick itself back up off the floor especially after Jerome Powell started answering questions and tried to cool things down a little bit so that was 
a, uh, a recovery there, although it did fall away at the end. As far as major stories go overseas, the Fed Reserve holding interest rates steady, pencils in earlier interest rate increases, and most officials now expect to raise rates by the end of 2023 rather than hold them near zero. Uh, the Democrats increasingly wary of bipartisan infrastructure package. No news there. Schumer to trigger reconciliation process. China's factory output and retail sales investment all missed expectations in May. And the big news that came out of China yesterday, I guess it was slightly big news anyway, was that the Chinese authorities are once again trying to dampen down the enthusiasm for their companies over their state-owned enterprises to speculate and hold commodities in overseas markets. So this is yet another attempt by the Chinese authorities to cool those commodity prices, part of the reason for that big fall in iron ore. That has been one of the big holder uppers in the terms of commodities. As we've seen other commodities falling away, uh, copper, zinc, etc., we have seen iron ore continue to hold very steady, in actual fact, push ahead, as has gold, uh, not gold, oil as well. So factory output and investment all missing expectations in May. We did have UK inflation numbers as well. They jumped 2.1% topping the Bank of England target and Japanese exports rose at the fastest pace since 1980 in May and machine orders rose. China plans to boost supplies of copper, aluminium, zinc in batches to tame this commodities rally. This is part of what I was just talking about. And they are looking to do that and releasing strategic stockpiles of some of these commodities. They haven't released strategic stockpiles in copper since 2005. So it is a rare thing, but certainly they are looking to take the edge of speculation in some of these raw materials. New York and California lift most virus restrictions after most adults there over 70% received their first dose. As far as today goes, what's on? Uh, Federal Reserve expects inflation will climb to 3.4% this year. And the yields on the benchmark 10-year Treasury notes rose from an almost three-month low, holding that target at between 0 and 0.25%, with financial and energy sectors weighing on the S&P 500. Today, we have the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe. He's giving a speech in Toowoomba. Lucky old Toowoomba and my friend Andrew Wylan, I'm sure, will be along to that presentation. And we do get the RBA Bulletin, Labour Force for May and New Zealand GDP for the first quarter. Media reports today suggesting the Woolies meeting to OK the Dan Murphy's demerger, which is the liquor hotels and all that side of the Woolies business, uh, looks like a formality. Shareholders very much keen on that one. In the US, we saw BHP down 1.5%, Rio down 2% on the back of those falls in iron ore yesterday. And 10-year yields, interesting, the US is now 1.49, Australia 1.54, so just nudging ahead on those 10-year yields. And Quadrant, private equity company, has bought Anchorage's private equity company Affinity Education, which is a 150-centre childcare operation, so may have some valuation implications for G8 education. Also today in the papers, zero alcohol beer growth is outstripping the growth in craft beer. So this has become a really big thing at the moment, zero alcohol beer. Maybe a backlash from all the alcohol that we consumed during COVID lockdown. Speculation too today that Venturex which is now under the control of Bill Beamont, 
who is the ex-Northern Star architect of their uh, rise, uh, looking like he could be on the acquisition trail. So that will be interesting. Keep an eye out for uh, some deals coming out of VentureX Resources. And Coles hold their investor strategy day today. And there's a new float, Flynn Gold, FG1, hitting the markets today. Orica tipped to buy Chemours, the US sodium cyanide business. That looks as if it could be the first foray into overseas acquisitions from the new CEO. And the RBNZ, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, is attempting to cool the New Zealand housing market with a debt-to-income limit. Question of the day today, I guess, stems from that move by the RBNZ. Uh, Should the RBA intervene in the housing market to curb excess price rises? I noticed this morning that one penthouse apartment in the Sirius building in Sydney's Rocks district, which overlooks the Opera House and was social uh, housing for many, many years, sold recently in the last few days for $35 million. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members is the motto. Also today, there is uh, the recording of the call yesterday I did with Andrew Wyland. Ten stocks there. And there's an Equity Mates podcast out today as well, where I chat to the boys about investing and some of the small caps that we've been looking at. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day. Thank you.